0: fans welcome back in to the talking blue notes podcast episode two we're back in the pocket joe and zach here joe what's up what's happening the last week how's everything going
1: what's going on man uh i'm excited
0: to be back for
1: episode number two i've been uh wanting to do it all week since we recorded last uh got a lot of good feedback a little critical feedback and uh, i think we're gonna switch a couple things around and see if we can get this down in under an hour and uh Get our
0: audience really grappled in this time. Yeah, for sure. We did get, I got a a few notes from a few friends that was just like, hey, maybe do this because we don't like, (laughs) I think we did a lot of like NHL talk and like, or not even the hockey talk. We just talked about a bunch of random shit right off the top, right off the top for like an hour. People are like, what the hell, dude? Is this, is this, is this about the blues or is this about you guys golfing and other, you know? NFL games and shit like that
1: hey you know what we want to talk about ourselves okay we don't want to just talk about other people we like talking about ourselves all right <laughs> got
0: to pump our own hey, tires because uh, no one else will
1: right and one of the big things is uh
0: hey joe talking to the mic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was... did your dad is that the thing that your dad told you <laughs>
1: no you want to know what my dad said uh yeah my dad gave a little bit of uh critical advice he said hey uh yeah you guys sounded really good and professional. you guys really knew what you were talking about um one thing though your friend
0: uh he says the f word a lot <laughs> <laughs> Sorry so, Mr. Travers I'll I'll try to clean my language up
1: He said well I say the f word all the time but uh you know he just says it a lot and just something I noted no big deal
0: <laughs> That's great that's great <laughs> I'll try to clean up my language for uh, Mr. Travers there. All right, so over the last week, uh, I mean, obviously something we do every week. Did you golf this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not much.
1: uh, Just a little uh, pheasant run action. Played a
0: little par three Friday
1: night with my dad and uh, brought my son around uh, along with me for his uh, first time actually getting out there and kind of seeing what we do and you know, hanging out with the boys and three generations playing, he putted a couple balls and swung the club once or twice and we had a good time. Uh that's where I got a little bit of the feedback from my pops. <laughs>
0: that's great. Did he uh did he sink any putts and he hoop anything and you know, like uh, did he like it? He had a he had a two putt from about uh four foot. So he's <laughs> but, about uh, as good as we are. Hey <laughs> no, There's a little there's a yeah, little self deprecation.
1: Yeah. He had a fun time out there uh just kind of he one of the uh supers out there he gave him a golf ball and so he was excited about that and kind of was just rolling it around the whole time but uh yeah what about you man did you play any golf uh i think you did
0: tell me you played huh yeah we golfed on uh yesterday jesus every day it feels like it was like three days ago but uh we played at uh woods fort me and my buddy james and two of his buddies from uh his softball team went and played and Still a two v two scramble. Played absolutely awful. I, I was I was oh, terrible. Yeah? Oh my. god. Okay, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna admit to this. So I watched a YouTube video the other day about something you could put on your driver head to make sure it doesn't spin. <laughs> Chapstick, and I gave it a run. Oh, and, and, and who the fuck cares? Like I'm I, I'm not a professional. I'm not. I, if, if I want to try it out, I'm going to try it out. And Dude, I've never hit balls so far and so straight in my life. It's just the only thing is, really, is it doesn't help me with my wedge game and my putting. It just it it do, it just goes to show you, no matter how far you hit it or how straight you hit it, doesn't matter if you can't get to the green in you know two three shots. So the the chapstick thing, I guess, is like what I what I understand is like it like puts this thing on the ball, like it like the contact with the ball makes it do, it doesn't spin coming off the face. Yeah, that's yeah. It's super weird because like I would hit the ball and like, you know, my ball, it slices, you know, 90 yards to the right. And I usually play for it. Well, you could tell the ball starts going to the right. And then all of a sudden it just like and just goes straight. And you're like, oh, my God. okay (laughs) this this is a cheat code (laughs) and it just rolls forever. Like and, you know, I'm glad these guys didn't exactly know what was going on because they're like, God, how do you hit the ball that straight? I'm like, I don't know, man. I've been working on my swing. I don't know. It's been years of practice man
1: yeah but i mean we
0: <laughs> we got absolutely shit kicked we i think we lost uh i think we uh we it's not like we were playing match play but like we didn't go all like it's not like they were going to close us out and we were going to leave i mean we paid to to play yeah, yeah but they right. beat us by like six holes <laughs> oh so boy. we were absolutely so you're down by like whole 12 Oof. basically yeah yeah <laughs> six and six huh. yeah so um that's yeah, basically the golf off, game.
1: Yeah, what else did you do this weekend, man?
0: I didn't do anything. That's it. Uh, my buddy yeah? James that I was with, though, like he, he paid for my round of golf because I helped him with his deck on Saturday. So we kind of did some we did some real manly stuff, you know, got in the backyard, nice. ripped, ripped up some boards, um, found out that we bought the wrong size boards and had to like cut them. I did not know that like with deck boards, like so we bought the wrong width and we had to cut like lengthwise. Like, it's not like we had to cut oh, off the ends. No. We had to cut off lengthwise. And I'm telling you, dude, he's like, Oh, That's you work. It. He's like, you do this all the time. I'm like, I don't touch saws, man. Like, I just, I don't touch. <laughs> like, I'm like Dale and stepbrothers. It's just like no power tools. Like I'm not no, touching, power a pow- <laughs> I'm not touching a power a tool. Yeah. <laughs> it's my toothbrush. <laughs> it's not your toothbrush, but yeah. So I, it, we, it took us a lot longer than we wanted, but it was still fun. You know, drink some beer, Fixed the deck and then went out and drank a ton of beer and played golf. So that's basically what my whole weekend was. And then Friday went to Ballpark Village with my mom and uh, some of the people from my family that are in town from Texas. So they went went to every game, I think, this weekend, every Cardinals game. So they got every bobblehead that was being passed out. Can we just say this? One thing. I I just brought – it's like this is my brain working right now. My buddy sent me a picture on saturday morning or sunday morning whatever day it was i think he actually sent me on both days people were lined up at the stadium for those bobbleheads at like seven in the morning and the game started at six jesus i i get it it's a piece of history and you know they're doing the whole you know send off for albert and all that but good god man like to camp out for 10 hours
1: so I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Sunday's game myself. Uh, we'll talk more about the Cardinals a little bit later in our random shit segment. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I bought these tickets a long time ago and I was kind of hoping to get rid of them. And cause you know, I'm not like, this is an exciting season and I'm really into it this year, but like, I'm not really the biggest Cardinals fan. So anyway, uh. Yeah, I was hoping to kind of sell them. I had a price in mind that I was looking to get for them. Uh, nobody ever bit on the price, so I was like, you know what? Me and my wife just going to go have a good time. Uh, we we left, I think the gates on Sunday opened at 1045. We left the house right around then, 1045, got down there at about eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, 1130, and uh, they were already almost out of the canvases, and they had like 25,000 of them. It was
0: nuts. Holy shit, man. hey it's good it's good for the town I mean it I think the MLB is better when the Cardinals are better but again we'll talk about that later let's jump let's jump right in to and we're going to do this a little differently this is some of the other critical feedback we got we are a blues podcast and we waited till an hour in last week to talk about them (laughs) so this week we're going to change it for you guys and we're going to do this right off the bat so we had four minutes in man yeah we're we're, we're right on track right on track got to hit those posts (laughs) as they say in the radio world um so, four games this week, uh, this past week, and the Blues go 3-1. Pretty good week.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we started uh, Monday night as we were recording. Uh, we, you know, we were focused on the pod and Hell we yeah. weren't watching the game. Um, not like I've watched any of these preseason games because I don't think you really can watch them.
0: Which but, is uh, bullshit, dude. You, like, yes, we are the only team that's not playing on TV.
1: Yeah, we, and... and Tuesday night the game was on uh, like the app and I think it was on Bally Sports but it was the freaking Chicago broadcast. I don't want to watch a game listen to the Chicago announcers sucking them off. It was terrible. No. Don't want, I don't want it. I'm selling that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll sell that 100%. All right. So uh yeah, we started Monday night uh you know, we uh, Blues played the Stars Monday night. With a dub, a shutout dub, four to nothing. Uh, We had two goals by Josh Levo. He's a 2011 draft pick by the Leafs in the third round. Um, And uh, then we got another goal from the guy that is on fire this preseason, Logan Brown. Uh, And then uh, a fourth goal from uh, William Bitten, who uh, today was sent down to Springfield. Um, Colton Ellis and Thomas Grice, uh, they split the, uh, the goalie task and, uh, you know, Colton Ellis had 23 saves and Grice had 10, uh, they combined for the shutout. Um, some of the notable names that were in that game were, uh, Colton Pareko, Tori Krug, Nico Mikula, Barbashev, Achari, and Nathan Walker. You got anything else to say about that game?
0: I mean, I didn't get to watch any of it because there's no highlight package or anything anywhere. So uh, not really, except the only thing I have is that Josh Levo, and I think, I don't know if we touched on this last pod or not, or if I was just talking to someone else about it. Um, I sound like I'm cheating on you talking hockey with someone else. But, um, (laughs) like, he's been buried by a lot of teams. Like, I know when he was with the Leafs, Babcock, you know, buried him in the AHL. And then when he gets to the, you know, he gets to Calgary, I think it was last year. Um and I think he might have even played for Vancouver before that too. But he just never really got the opportunity and he's a good player. I mean, if you go back and look, he's a pretty decent player. And I think he's too good for the AHL, but like he's good enough to be in our top 12. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's a top 9. You know, he could be a fourth four or a fourth line guy, but I think it's just good to see that he's getting opportunities and One more thing I did want to say is, like, you know, I got a lot of feedback about the preseason thing last week. And I don't hate the preseason, like, as a – like, you know, what it stands for because, like, people are like, well, we want to know about the prospects. We want to know how this – you know, we want to see other people, you know, how how well they're doing in their development. That's true. I just don't like how long it is and, like, how drawn it is. And that's just because I want to see the regular season. I'm excited for these other guys to come in and start playing and see what they can offer.
1: Now, do you think it would be a little bit different if we could actually watch these games on TV? It's – it's since I started watching hockey, you've never really been able to watch any of these games on TV. Now, now, some of them you can, like, get some stream that is from, like, the jumbotron of the away team or, you know, the opposing team and, you know, get no audio with it, but – yeah, we've never really had it on. Let's just turn on Bally Sports Midwest. Even if we turn on Bally Sports Midwest alternate, you just can't get Blues preseason hockey and it's a disgrace.
0: Yeah, and maybe we're being like kind of, you know, first world problem type of complaints here. Like 100%. we can't can't get first or you know, preseason uh games on TV, but the thing is, is I think also we're like so ingrained with watching hockey, I think we just we just want to see the regular season because we know what it means. A lot of other people, I mean, uh, yeah, new hockey fans should go to a preseason game just to see, like, if they've like, if they've never been to a game before, go check it out. You get to see a lot of guys. And then when you go to a regular season game, you're like, oh, these guys are really good. Like, it, this is not, like, preseason. And it's a huge difference. So, I don't know. I don't hate the preseason. I just don't like how long it is. So, I just wanted to address that. For people that yeah. were, I had a couple people that were like, you really hate that? Because you know that's, like, people's chance to get on the team. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. I'm Stop. Like, you know what I meant. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know,
1: we were just overdoing it a little bit, going for the sell.
0: Yeah, 100%. Just going, I was just playing a character, man. I was just leaning into it. <laughs> now, the game All that right. you were saying on Tuesday was that was actually on TV.
1: That was on TV. I watched a whole period of that and then I fell asleep. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. See,
0: preseason <laughs> hockey puts you to sleep, see? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, that that game that we were talking about, uh, Blues Hawks, it was Tuesday night. Uh, Blues came out with another dub, four to one, uh, entirely different roster from the game the night before, uh, with a little bit more of a veteran lineup, uh, names that were added into that lineup were O'Reilly, Shin, sad, 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 (laughs) Falk, and, uh, our guy, steady, Letty. Yeah. Uh, Finner also, uh, made his debut that night, I believe. Um, Mm he looks solid through two periods, stopping 21 of 22, uh, and then uh the twenty one year old goaltender from Russia, Vadim Zarenko, uh came in for the third and stopped all eleven of the shots he faced. Uh the Love goals were from Yeah. Uh the goals we had were from O'Reilly. Oh my gosh, and I did get to see this one in the first. It was Is that the one deflection. where Falk
0: did the slap pass? Slap pass, oh.
1: deflection, and and that nasty little tooth curve that O'Reilly has just caught it enough to stick it in the back of the net. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then, then we did have a goal from, uh, from Falk and then, uh, Griffin Looch loose. I don't even know who this guy is. Never heard of him. Uh, scored the third goal. And then, um, our 2019 second round draft pick, uh, Nikita Alexandrov finished off the scoring. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about him. I, You know, I've, I've seen his name pop up here and there, but that Griffin Looch guy, I have no clue who that guy is.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm not, like, humble brag, but, like, it's, like, hard to get a, a like, a, a most prospects you've heard of or, like, we've heard of, but, like, this one, like, I was like, who in the hell is this guy? Like, never heard of him. Nikita Alexandrov's a guy that I'm, like, kind of curious about. I mean, it's his third year in the system, or fourth year in the system, and um, he's a big dude. I mean, he can move. And uh, we'll, s- we'll kind of see where it goes. But again, like we're just so deep, like the Blues are just so deep with forwards. It's, it's ridiculous. It's going to be hard to crack the lineup. So I'm sure he'll be an AHL guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so after that game,
0: uh, there were five players that uh,
1: got the cut. Um, forwards, Landon Sim, uh, or forward Landon Sim, uh, defenseman Buchinger. Galloway and Gaudet. Uh I've heard the name Gaudet before, but another another guy that's like, yeah, I've seen the name, but I don't really know much about him. Yeah. Um, and then uh the goalie Will Cranley. Uh and then uh one additional note on that game, uh Scotty P left the game with an upper body injury. Uh he's still, I believe, out with uh injury. I think I heard uh Army like in a press conference say he had no update on him today
0: yeah that one's that one's tough and we were pumping his tires last episode so i don't I don't know and it was a weird and awkward hit the way that he went into the boards It was like he he's going behind the net guy kind of crunches him and he just kind of like leans over so I don't know if maybe it was like a rib or even a shoulder or what but they're not they're not saying much
1: hmm.
0: but all I mean, right so uh... other than that i mean that's uh, that's pretty much all I, I took from it was that Falk the I mean the veterans had a really good game. They they our power play looked unstoppable, but we were also playing. For one, even if it wasn't preseason, we're playing Chicago, which they're yes. in full tank mode. So we're even they're tanking stuff. the preseason too. They're going they're going to <laughs> zero and eighty nine <laughs> like this whole year. <laughs> However
1: many games there are, yeah. Uh yeah. So after that ass whooping in Chicago, right. uh, they moved on to Columbus, and uh, guess what? Another dub. that was on it Thursday. was this the
0: first home game? At, like actually at enterprise,
1: you know, oh, no. uh, my unpreparedness was not ready for that question, man. Clearly,
0: I'm unprepared too. <laughs> I didn't know. I just know that like people were sending me Snapchats left and right of and them at the game, and I'm like, damn it, I did, I forgot that they were playing. See, like preseason hockey just slips right by me. You know what? I think there were only
1: three home games, and I know uh, Tuesday we have one, and then there there's probably another one. But yeah, I I would assume so, but really, I I, I don't know. Um. But yeah. So that was uh, Blues versus Columbus. We won four to two. Uh, Nolachari had two assists. Uh, we got him in free agency this summer. Uh, I'm excited about Nolachari. You know, he was. Uh, he's he's going to be a solid fourth line guy. I think he almost certainly is going to make that fourth line and um, just tear it up for us this year.
0: I assume he's just going to be a a better Tyler Bozak or a younger Tyler Bozak. I don't want to say better, but he's going to be like a younger version of Bozak. You know, he'll be able to take face-offs, kill penalties, all that. I think we said that on the last pod, too, but I'm not sure. I'm going to end up repeating myself a million fucking times. So. Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. Um, all right, so then uh, he I think he made his debut that game. Uh, he scored a goal, uh, and he had an assist. Uh, then we had a goal from uh, Hugh McGing, Who, by the way... <laughs>
0: I'm calling Hugh McGing Hingle Mcringleberry for the rest of the year. You best believe it. <laughs> that
1: is fantastic. Oh. So Hugh McGing, uh Hingle, Hingle McCringleberry.
0: McCringleberry.
1: <laughs> He's a twenty four year old center twenty four year old center from Chicago. Uh, not the team from the city Chicago. Uh, he was still drafted boo. in the fifth round. What's that? I said still Boo. Boo. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: But uh, uh, I, I like – I mean, I I like it. I mean, this is – again, this is like one of those chances for a guy like him to show off his skills in the preseason, a guy that's a fifth-round draft pick from 2018. You know, he's probably, you know, getting close to like that, am I a lifelong AHL player or not? I mean, I know that's only – it's only four years ago he was drafted, but still, I mean, you got to think if you haven't cracked a roster by then, you're probably starting to think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this is a name and, and- – the, these deep down names, I don't know very much about at all. I've I've maybe seen his name once or twice prior to when we started taking these notes. Um, So just off knowing that, I, I doubt he really cracks the roster to start out with. But, you know, who knows if we get uh, an injury or two or, you know, Armstrong decides to do something with our centers. Since we are so deep in center, maybe he'll get a shot and maybe maybe he won't be a lifelong AHL player
0: yeah and if darren pang was making a roster he'd probably make it because i mean he's five he's five foot eight 170 pounds soaking wet i bet i mean it's just that little you know that the whole little guy with gumption thing he loves oh, i yeah. guarantee you he loves hingle mccringleberry probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> darren pang loves those short guys all right so uh then we had uh tyler pitlick uh he had two assists that game um Tarasenko made his debut that night. And then uh, some of the other notable names in that game were uh, uh, Mikola, Krug, Bobby Bortuzzo, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Falk was there again. Cairo, Neighbors, Shen, Thomas, and Grice. Uh, Grice stopped uh, 23 of 25 shots. And uh, not we- sure about Bull Duke yet, but uh, no points and uh, looked a little out of sorts at times. Uh yeah. What do you gotta say about
0: it? Yeah, so I was I was talking to my buddy Chandler who you've talked to before. He's, sure. he's he always goes to um like prospect camps, you know, the training camp and all that stuff. Um and he said that Bull Duke, who we were talking about, like he could have a chance to crack the roster. I mean, he's really good. Uh he was our first round I think he was a first round draft pick last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um or first or second. He was drafted last year.
1: Well, it Was it last year? Okay.
0: Yeah, and what, what he was telling me is that Bull Duke was breaking up, busting drills left and right. Like, he just looked lost. And the coaches were pulling him aside a lot. And, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, being a drill buster is, like, going to translate to, like, you know, on-ice productivity or anything. But, I mean, if the game's moving too quick for you and the drills are too quick, I mean, the game – the, you know, the in-game situations might not work so well for you, you know?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I saw a tweet today from, uh, Rutherford on, uh, you know, after bolduke was sent down, um, this is basically quoting Baruby. He said, uh, he's a kid. He's going to go back to junior. He's not ready yet for this level. He's got to go down and play with more pace in his game. He has the ability with his feet to do a lot more than he does with the puck um he went on to say uh well you know what i got the wrong tweet so uh yeah we'll just end it with that
0: <laughs> yeah and like i mean it's going to be the same thing with jake neighbors like they're going to expect him to come up and and start to step up and then they if they don't see exactly what they need i mean they're going to send him back like they're not going to waste yeah. time with him and i think that's where they're at with bullduke clearly you know, I, again, I don't want to say that being a drill buster is like a, an absolute game breaker or red flag, but that could mean that, you know, he's not really had to think about doing, you know, so many things at one time. And, you know, maybe he just needs a little bit more seasoning on him before he comes back, you know.
1: Yep. All right. You ready to move on? Uh, oh, you, you had something to say about Shin and this, uh
0: Yeah, dude. This like as well. Shen was throwing the body against Chicago. Like he was throwing the body and he got in a fight after Kairo took a pretty pretty nasty hit. I mean, I can I, I did see the highlight video of that. He fight. got, was, he got smoked, fight. which by the way, we could talk right now. Jordan Kairo, we were talking about how he needs to put on weight. That boy's thick. Like he Thick. He's put on some weight. Like in the I think I, I think it was either an Instagram post or something like that that I saw. It was a post game interview or a pre game interview.
1: Yeah, no, I sent you um I sent you like uh, uh on the uh, on the beloved blues lounge that we always make fun of. Oh, boy. Uh, I sent you like a fan picture where somebody saw you know saw him out in the wild. No, and, that
0: was Robert Thomas. Oh, that was okay. Yep, I'm getting confused. We get we could address that one too. That's Fatgate. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, dude, we we said that about Kyrie last week. I uh, I wouldn't be opposed if he came to uh, camp a little overweight. And guess what? Kyru took up – or uh, our boy Robbie Tom took up on that, man. He is
0: thick with it. I mean, yeah. He's, we're going to post the picture of. – we're going to post that picture on our social channel just to, like, just to get it out there to see what pe- – like, so people can see what we're talking about. But Jordan Kyru, like, his neck is, like – it looked like he did just straight neck lifts with, like, a 25-pound <laughs> chain. Like, he just looks – he just looks bigger, and that's good because we were talking about last pod. He needs to be, like – you know, probably in the 180, 185, 190 range, somewhere like there. He's probably there. He's not but Robert Thomas probably pushing 220, but he's getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. He looked like that uh, that guy from that uh, famous mugshot a uh, couple years ago. That Who, Jeffrey Dahmer? At... <laughs> no, that Jeffrey Dahmer. We'll... We might talk about that later. Oh, boy. But, uh... no, it was like this famous like mugshot that kind of went viral like, Right after that one really good-looking dude with the mugshot went viral, it was, like, a different guy. He had this just ginormous neck where it looked like his chin just went straight out to his shoulders. Yeah, the
0: thick-neck guy, like the... Thick-neck, yeah, yeah. There was yeah.
1: nicknames for him. I wish I could think of him right now. Was like, oh, that Because they great. had that
0: little daddy long-neck kid who had, like, the. he looked like a little mini giraffe. And then they had, like, long-neck and thick-neck. Yeah,
1: and thick-neck, yeah, they did yeah. work together. That's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, All right, man. Uh, So let's jump into uh, our first preseason loss that we had this year Uh, out in the uh, wonderful city of Kansas City. uh, We took on the stars for the second time and we lost five to two. Um,
0: But blow up the team. We're done.
1: uh, I don't know about that. We we, you know, we had some good things come out of there. Uh, Logan Brown continues to demand a spot on the on the roster this year by scoring yet another goal. Uh the only other goal was by Buchnevich but man uh Logan Brown man he's just he's begging
0: for a spot on this team.
1: You know, he he was he was really solid for us last year and he, he just looks so good.
0: I love Logan Brown. The only thing I've ever and I again, I don't want it like I'm not I'm not a pro hockey player. I don't know what the hell's going on, but he the only thing I had with him is his foot speed, but obviously he can he if he can make make the the kind of moves that like O'Reilly makes like you know how he's not like exactly like fleet-footed he's not fast yeah. but if you can get yourself in the right spot and you know use that that big body of his you know put it on somebody i think it, he'll be fine i think he he's just begging to play in the top 6 too as opposed to where he played last year ooh top 6 that's that's going to be a reach
1: got a chance yeah Keep scoring them goals, buddy, and I'll, I'll take it all day long. We'll, we'll knock somebody out of there. Um, yeah, but, uh, that was, uh, Joel Hofer's, uh, game in that he was, he was by himself. Uh, right at the beginning of the game, 11 seconds in, he, uh, I think he handled the puck over in the, uh, trapezoid or outside of the trapezoid and, uh, got a delay a game penalty, but, uh, looking just... move, you know, I'm sure he's a little bit of nerves, you know, playing with the big boys and, uh. You know, just got a little carried away. But um, apparently he was really solid on that penalty kill.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope he would be <laughs> if he lets it a goal. It's like, OK, I fucked that up big time. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's just a it's a penalty you don't see very often. I remember when that first happened, when they put the trapezoid in and people were like, what, dude, this is so stupid. Like Marty Brador and Pecorine and all them can't handle the puck. It's like you really can't tell a difference at all. Like it actually just it just makes the game move faster. It's all it is. So I mean I I don't know. It's just it's it's a penalty that definitely is rare to see, and it's it, I don't know I I don't know. Hopefully it's it doesn't become a thing. And, and the only the only other thing I had to say about that was like you said nerves. I sure as hell hope he doesn't have nerves because he's he they're looking they got rid they they got rid of Lindgren they got rid of Huso. I mean eventually I'm guessing this guy's going to be coming up.
1: So, well, wow. Hofer's number three in the lineup. I, I saw something today that saying he is for sure number three. Um, you know, like, he he had a little taste of the NHL last year. I, I, he played like a handful of games, I don't know, four or five games or something like that. And I think, uh, if if I remember correctly, he was really solid in those games. So, you know, it, it's it's just, it's you, you think, yeah, he's playing with the big boys, which he's not used to. But it's also, like, just coming off of, uh, you know, the postseason and not playing all summer so you know there's there's probably some nerves of getting back into it and everything um going back to the trapezoid penalty though weren't weren't they talking about getting rid of that again though like going back to like almost the international style i don't
0: know i it wouldn't affect you know not that i know i mean not that i've seen at least i mean maybe it like you know got past me or something but I, I don't care either way. I mean, if goalies want to handle the puck, fine. Because if are goalie I think another thing that they did that for was to protect goalies, because like people were getting ran. I mean, even before like before that, I mean, t- people would just take runs at goalies, and that's the last thing you need is a goalie injury. I mean, ask Montreal. I mean, you just again, we could talk about it later, but they signed Jake Allen because Carey Price can't play anymore, and uh, so I mean, right. not, I mean, and you need two goalies. Like you need a tandem system now. You can't afford to be throwing your third goalie in there, you know, midway through the season when you're six points out of a playoff spot or trying to protect a wild card spot. It's just it's you're flirting with dangerous territory. But I, I don't care either way if they get rid of it and bring back the old rules or not. I mean, I think it's fine the way it is.
1: Yeah. Um all right, so so after the after that game Saturday, or you know, was it after the game or was it prior to the game? We, we had two sets of cuts over the weekend. Uh, yep. First one, yeah, it was on Saturday before the game. Uh, there were seven players uh, that were assigned. Um, it was uh, Andre uh Braden Guy, Matias Lafri- Lafriere. Lafriere, right. I don't know. fucking French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your boy, Hingle McCringleberry. Yeah. uh dylan mclaughlin and then uh along with defenseman griffin luch and uh brady lyle they're Uh, all going to the ahl yeah all of them fuck we're gonna be loaded (laughs) Uh, yeah i guess so we got a lot of guys man It's still a big roster um then uh after the game saturday on sunday uh we had five more players that were trimmed uh For Nathan Todd, and then uh, defenseman Steven Santini and Luke Koukowski were sent to Springfield. And then, uh, you know, we were talking about him earlier, Zach Balduke. He was sent down to his junior team in the queue. Yeah, and then one more player, uh, Will Bitten. He was wavered today. So uh, that leaves us with the remaining 36 guys on the roster. Uh six of those guys are currently injured right now. Um let's see, it's Scandela, Prunovich, Washkurek, Ferk, Angelo, and Torpchenko. Torpchenko, we've known about his injury for a little while. Yep. Uh Angelo, I believe he suffered an injury on uh on in Saturday's game in the first period. I heard uh he left in the first period and then they were expecting him to come out of the tunnel and he never returned. Um, Scandella, he's out with the surgery. Perunovic, he's out with that, um, that, what, what is, oh yeah, he just got injured in the game during the week. Yeah, Chicago. That was the weird injury Uh, where he was behind the net, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Washcrack, he, he like, did he break his wrist or something? Do I remember reading?
0: I have no, I saw something about it, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. One of those names that we don't know anything about, and
1: let's not even pretend like we do. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not even going to try to pretend like that, that we knew. But, I mean, they're, we're getting closer and closer, man. Like, 36 guys, and really you're talking about 30, probably 33, you know, because a lot of those aren't going to be, like, serious injuries. They're just sitting out. Um, okay, yeah. But, like, we're that much closer to um, regular season roster. I mean, they're going to get it down to, what, 25, 26.
1: This is the point where I I do start paying a little more attention. Uh, You know, I'm I'm paying attention as much as I can because of the pod right now. But um, normally, you know, I start paying attention, you know, those last like two or three preseason games when it's like, okay, you know, we got 26 ish players and, you know, room for 23. There's three guys that are six guys that are fighting for three roster spots. So Mm -hmm. this is when it gets pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, sure. Speaking of those last three preseason games, uh, Tuesday we're going to be taking on Minnesota at the Enterprise Center. Yo boy will be in the presence of the St. Louis Blues.
0: For the first time this year. Oh yeah, I'm excited man. Uh, hopefully you get yeah, to watch Caprizov. Preseason... Do what? I said hopefully you get to watch Caprizov, but I also found, I just found out yesterday he's hurt, so you're not even going to get to see him. That nope. sucks not gonna see him but also fuck Minnesota. yeah man
1: I'm excited to go to this you know preseason games take them for what you will but you know you're not gonna get the best hockey out there but it, it's it's still fun to go to him you know you're in the environment um I got a six-year-old son and I every year I've been taking him to at least a preseason game I've also taken him to other games but uh I made like a little boys trip out of this once a year in the preseason um it's uh me my little brother Uh, my son and my nephew have been going. And then uh, for the first time uh, this year, my nephew's younger brother, my other nephew, he's only six years old. uh, I'm going to be bringing him along with me. So we're going to have five of us guys just having a guy's night, Tuesday night down in St. Louis and going to be a
0: good time. Just the boys being boys down at the E down at the EC. Oh yeah. Yeah. It should be a good time. It should be a good time. Now I see you put here in part of our notes, is that there's two new in game hosts that were So is this the intermission people? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, 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 I think the people like handling all the like little games and you know, talking about, you know, the advertisements and whatnot in between periods. Uh uh one one of the people is uh, Chelsea Haynes. Uh, I know she does some work for like Fox Two. Um and then uh, the other guy, his name's Jason Rooney. I don't know anything about him. Hopefully, it's not um, the
0: guy that went off on that lady on the radio that one day. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. We forgot to talk that about that, but insane, <laughs> crazy. What?
1: God. Yeah, what was that all about? He was calling her like bad mother, and oh, you're oh, they... you're a slob, and all this and that. Is is during a commercial break that you know it's a it's a Fox Two anchor and I guess his co-host and. They, were all, they also do, like, a radio show on one of, the like, AM channels or whatever.
0: Yeah. And, uh.
1: yeah, he was just
0: going yeah. off on her. And he went full ballistic on this chick. And, like, I mean, you, could, you guys could just, like, YouTube it. Just look up Fox 2 News St. Louis anchor or, like, Fox 2 St. Louis blow up. And, I mean, he's like, you set me up. You do this every time we're on the – I mean, the whole – it's just, like, a profanity-laced tirade. And he it just sounds like he just sounds crazy because the lady's like, "What are you doing this for?" And he's just like, "You do this to me every time, like you just set me up and make me look like a piece of shit and all this, it's just crazy." I, I, I'm guessing that's probably not the guy that was doing. It's probably not Jason Rooney. But I just no, I, I, yeah, that's definitely not the guy.
1: Uh, the the guy he was one of like the main guys for Fox Two too, which is crazy. Like he was a
0: billboard guy. Like literally had a picture on a billboard on the highway. I'm sure they took that they took that down uh five minutes later. I mean it, it you have <laughs> yeah. to assume working on TV and like or on the radio like there's always a mic that's on that's going to catch you or somebody always. with a phone because I mean those radio shows and TV shows there's a whole like people don't understand there's a whole production crew back that where you can't see. and someone is right. pro- if you start going off and looking like a complete psychopath, someone's probably gonna be like, well, I'm pulling my phone out. I'm gonna listen to that. I'm going to put that on the internet content,
1: yeah. baby. It's
0: just, uh, I mean, yeah, it was good content, <laughs> especially for this pod. It was good. Just, it just ate up three minutes, <laughs> but I mean, how were the, the, the new, I mean, are we going to, are they going to be doing that all years? It's still going to be Scott Warman and Bernie. I'm guessing those two have to be there.
1: Well, that that's like a different thing. Like, I think though, they're more of like the,
0: you know, the let's recap, you
1: know, what went on this period kind of thing. But then, uh, no, they these are the gonna be the people that I believe
0: are like down inside like. Oh, you mean at the, the game? Yes.
1: Like yeah, the yeah.
0: like the people that do like the like the on ice games and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, so like one of the guys from last year, uh his name was uh I forget his first name. I think it was James James Bertles. I know for sure Bertles was his last name. Uh he you know, he was I I did like him. He my nephew had him as like a music teacher at when he went to school out in winfield um he uh you know he was really talented he would play the national anthem every once in a while on on like the acoustic guitar and then um who was the other girl
0: uh the one that's been uh, there forever i know who you're talking Car- about. carly i think yeah her name
1: yeah she's like a comedian and stuff I don't. I haven't seen anything about her getting let go. Maybe she got some kind of promotion. I know she's super busy with like all kinds of other stuff, like around the area, what a lot with the Blues and then also some other side projects and stuff. So you know, I don't. Maybe she's still going to be there. Maybe she's not. I guess we'll wait and see. I'll let you know Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what I don't know if like it's maybe they're just trying to see who's going to be doing it next after them or whatever. Maybe they're just doing it for the yeah, preseason, possibly. like a little little side project they got going on um now so there you put in another thing in our notes was the new helmet sponsors for the road games is car shield yeah and,
1: and they signed a five-year deal i like we could talk about it if you want but really there's not much I, the, I just, we,
0: the only thing i wanted to address was like people getting mad about these because adver- it's not just them like i mean this year you're gonna see jersey advertisements right on the yeah right on the chest it's a big and I mean, Toronto's got the best one by far. It, it just says milk. They're just sponsored by milk. No way. Yeah, you'll have to look it up. I'll send it to you. Like
1: is this the old like nineteen nineties like got milk campaign. Are we gonna see like
0: all the Maple <laughs> players walking around with milk
1: mustaches again?
0: I don't know if that. I mean, hey, Austin Matthews with a milk mustache. That would. I mean, he'd probably make millions doing that. I mean, oh man. my god, so much. But like the, it just says milk in like cursive letters, and I thought I was like, that's hilarious. Like it just says like, "Who are you sponsored by?" Milk. We're just,
1: you that's know, so weird.
0: Yeah, but like I really don't have a problem with it. The only thing I did have a problem with this like two years ago when they were talking about it, right during COVID, they were like, "Well, we're gonna have to like do advertisers on the helmets now because it just it's more money that they get back from sponsorships." And uh, but apparently. According to Elliot Friedman, they're going to bring in a lot more money to help the cap get back, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, too. Like, it, the jersey sponsorships and all that are going to help, and the helmet sponsorships are going to help that. Like, they are paying a decent price for it. So, I mean, I don't mind it. If it's going to get the cap up, do whatever you want. Just don't, yeah, don't make it like European hockey where they have, their entire jerseys are tatted up and it looks like a Oh and the ice too? Yeah, that's and terrible. it just like it like their jerseys look like the back of someone's car driving down fucking Chippewa Avenue. Like it just it
1: Yeah, what do we gotta start seeing some 991 Joy <laughs> FM? Yeah, oh, we
0: know this guy's oh a bad boy. skater. We know this one's a bad skater. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um so there's our blues talk. No, let's get into something that came out today. So the blues Alumni Association drops the news that they are going to be doing a uh, Hall of Fame induction. So the St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame is now going to be a thing. Let me just put this out there really quick. I hope I don't get any hate for this. But they are just making Hall I, – and I get why. It's – I get why they do it. But there's a Hall of Fame for everything that isn't the Hockey Hall of Fame now, and that's the true in every sport. It's it, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I It's it, – I don't want to be like the get off my lawn, you stupid idiot. But like, I mean, there's a hall of fame for everything now. And it just, it's just a way for everyone to feel like they've won.
1: What I don't understand is, okay, we already have the Jersey retirements. Like what, what, isn't that already like our version of the Mount Rushmore? So I don't like, what's the difference? I guess maybe the Jersey retirements are mainly for the players, but then not even that, because then you have, you already have Dan Kelly's, you know, uh, Uh, cloverleaf yeah hung up in the rafters so
0: right i i don't know and again like i'm i'm all for it because like it gives the players a platform to talk about their career and everything and you know some unrecognized names will now no longer be unrecognized so maybe that's why but i just think the, the whole hall of fame thing is just so watered down to me now with how many different hall of fames there are you know there's uh, you know, there's a the Europe hockey hall of fame. There's the hockey hall of fame. There's the NHL hall of fame. There's the USA hockey hall of fame, the hockey Canada hall of fame. It's just, I I'll, I'll go on and on. Like if you're not recognized in the most prestigious one, they'll make another one to make sure that you get in there, which whatever, I'm not going to be that guy. The whole participation trophies are bullshit and all that, but kind of am.
1: Well, uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, so they came out with a list of 10 that are automatic inductions, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So so of those 10,
0: there's eight players.
1: And uh, you, do you have that list on you?
0: Yeah, it was essentially like all the people who had their – it's all the players who had their jersey retired and or have like a, a statue up in the uh, – or a, a flag up in the in the stadium, right, in the Enterprise Center. Um, so Bernie Federico, Bob and Barkley Plager – Bob Gasoff, Brett Hall, Chris Pronger, Al McInnes, Brian Sutter, Sid Solomon, who's the original owner who, you know, expanded in 1967 and got us a team here, is also on there, and then also Dan Kelly, uh, who passed away, you know, unfortunately, I think it was about 20 years ago, but uh, he was our first announcer, and he was like the big, people forget that he was like the biggest hockey announcer around, like he did the Canada Cup, the Olympics, all that stuff, and he ended up working for us. So I think that was kind of cool, but those are the 10 names that are automatically going in. Um, now we don't know exactly how many names they're going to induct. Cause they are going to do an induction every year into the St. Louis blues hall of fame. We don't know. We could, neither of us could find where they're going to say how many are going in this year. I think they have a list of like 10 or 12 names that you can vote for on stlouisblues.com slash hall of fame. You should go vote. Um, But I thought we could do, like, our own little twist on it and do, like, our lifetime. Because a lot of these guys that are on that list, we've never seen them play. The only thing we can go off is their statistics that they had. And it's hard to, you know, kind of, like, justify Mm -hmm. a pick if you've never seen them play. And especially if they're not, like, really well-known names, which a lot of these guys aren't that are on that list. So, I figured we could put our own little spin on it and do five names that we think should go into this year's 2022 uh, blues hall of fame induction. So I'll let you start. Let's do your five list.
1: Alright, man. Uh so I you know, I I thought about putting these in order, but I, I don't really have them in any specific order. Um but we'll start with uh, we'll start with uh a guy that played eight hundred and three career uh games with the blues. He played one additional year with a uh, central division rival um, this guy, uh, I don't know if you're gonna have him on your list. Um, the 803 games that he played with the Blues is the second most in franchise, and
0: it's the most by a defenseman. I'll
1: throw up real quick the big X, my guy Barrett Jackman,
0: baby. I thought about putting him on my list, Joe. I did, but I didn't. And it, you know why? Is because he's on the list. Like he he was already on the list, and I think a lot of people are already gonna vote for him. I was really torn between him and one of the guys on my list. And oh just... wait,
1: was he was he on like the fan voting list?
0: Yeah, but I but I have a guy on here that's on I have two guys on here that are on the fan voting list. Like that didn't oh, really okay. matter. But yeah. I, I think it just came down to uh like just recency bias to be honest. <laughs> it's what it really came down to. Uh, yeah but I, I, I respect that. Bear Jackman I I mean eight hundred games with one franchise just shows loyalty and people forget he beat out Rick Nash. To win the Calder Trophy in his rookie year, one Rookie of the Year. Yep. So, I don't yeah. mind that pick. Well, I think
1: I think uh, the Blues only Calder winner
0: Mm-hmm. ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll go to my second name. Uh, we'll go with uh, Alex Petrangelo.
0: People are gonna hate uh, you for that.
1: Uh, he's he's got to be up there, man. Like. Yes, it sucks. He he pulled in Albert Pools. He left right after we won for money. It sucks, but but so what, man? Go get paid. Yeah, Who dude. cares? Like yes, if he would have stayed here, and I even have this in my notes, would have had a statue. Uh, let's let's go over a couple of his accolades. So you know he captained the Blues to their first ever Stanley
0: Cup win. That is that you is one hundred percent. Stop right there. Something. You could stop right there. To be honest,
1: the, the, build the statue. I don't even care that he's gone. Build the statue. What else, though? Uh, so, you know, and then just a couple small ones. Like, he was second most in points for defensemen ever in Blues history. The only person ahead of him is Chopper, Al McInnes. Uh, And then he's second most in games played by a defenseman. The only person ahead of him is who I talked about first, Bear Jackman. What? Yeah. Like, that's that's a Blues Hall of Fame. I don't care what you're saying. I, I didn't mark down his exact number of games played, but I think it was like 750-something, I, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah. that's most guys' whole career. That's, that's a long time here in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, and like I said, to play on one team that long. Now, say what you want about the way he left. I wasn't happy about it either, but like...
1: Oh, he, yeah,
0: it sucked. It, it sucked, so. but, like, and the the thing that I hate the most is, like, how people just, get, like, kicked him in the ass on the way out. Like, he never won a Stanley cup. Like, he wasn't a part of it. And, like, we could replace him with guys that are on the team right now. And I just don't think that's true. I don't think th- – and I told you that last pod. They are going to use two defensemen until Petrangelo retires. They will be trying to – or comes back. Um, they're going to be using two defensemen to do what he did in one spot. So – I, I don't understand the hate for him. He's, he's, he's incredible. Never made bad plays.
1: You, you know what makes me mad about, like, Blues fans on the topic of Alex Petrangelo is how since he left in, you know, what we'll call a bad way of leaving, you know, people will say, oh, you know, he wasn't that good anyway. He sucked, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm glad he's gone, this and that. But then we'll have some of these same Blues fans turn around and say, Try and compare, uh, you know, Justin Falk or Pareco or whoever saying, oh, this guy's not good enough to replace Petrangelo. First off, these guys aren't here to replace Petrangelo. They're here to take place, you know, put in place of that roster spot. Nobody's going to be as good as Petrangelo. He's probably like top. Three defensemen in the entire league, like guy is a stud.
0: As far as like two way, yeah, like I, I mean, if we're not looking at like if we're looking at strictly two way defensemen, he's one of the best. Like I still will stand by that. He's he's a, he's awesome. He does not make bad plays in the in his own zone at least. You know he may get walked. Like every defenseman gets walked. Fucking Roman Yossi and Kale McCarr get walked every now and then too. But like he does not make bad plays. When him and bomeister played together, it was like good luck getting by that. Have fun doing that.
1: Yeah. That was a pairing for a lifetime. Talk about Bone Stern in a little bit. Um, now let's go to my third name. Uh, this one, I kind of had a hard time fitting him in my top five, but um, we'll put him in there anyway. Uh, he was the longest captain aside from Brian Sutter. Uh, Sutter was captain from 79 to 88. Um, and then uh, he captained the... 2016 team. If you can't tell who I'm talking about yet, I'm talking about David Backus. Uh, he captained the 2016 team that I think should have won the cup. Um, he he captained them to the uh conference finals, and boy, did they almost make it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that was such a close series, man. I, and he was the he was the heart and soul of the team for from 2004, from the time that we draft, or from the time he stepped in until the time he left. I mean he was he was the heartbeat of the team i mean the way if he was going if his game was going well our our whole team was doing well and he did everything that nobody else wanted to do he banged bodies he was he was the quintessential power forward in the nhl for a long time
1: you look up nhl captain in a dictionary and david back's name has got to be right there i mean there's there's not many guys that like you know you there's a few guys that you can compare it to but You know, not that many guys that play with such heart, such emotion. He didn't have all the skill that some of these other guys, you know, the Alex Ovechkins and and Sidney Crosby's have. But, like, you know, he he did his job. He did it well. He didn't make mistakes. He he answered questions how they needed to be answered. He answered them on and off the ice, you know. And, you know, he's just textbook captain. Uh, His time while he was captain from 2011 to 16 – the Blues record was phenomenal, dude. 268 wins, 143 losses and 47 uh, overtime losses. Like that's that's such a good run, dude. Yeah. There was only one season while he was captain that they didn't make playoffs.
0: Yeah. He was an absolute horse, and, and, man. Like he was he was he was great.
1: And the top thing's off, he was 7th all-time in Blues game played and I think uh I think the second most
0: that isn't
1: Hung up in the rafters.
0: Yeah, I, I believe that. I know that we're we're probably going off the cuff with that, but I believe you.
1: Is uh is David Backus on your list?
0: I don't know. Is he? Yeah. He's of course he's on my list. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, I'm not leaving See, him I, off. I had a hard time. Yeah. And like I'm telling you, our, our lists are probably almost identical. Okay.
1: Um. So then uh, I guess that means you probably have this name on your list. Uh, a guy who's still playing with us right now. Vladimir Tarasenko.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, I Probably going to get hate for that one, too. He's on my list. Yeah. I'll tell you that. He's on my list, too. But he's the best goal scorer since Brett Hall, Like, that we've had since Brett Hall left. And he's he, absolutely electrifying. Like, if you don't think that guy puts asses in seats and hasn't since... I mean, the time he came in in 2013, that game against the Red Wings where he had two goals. I mean, legendary already right there. And then... Being a part of the teams that, like, the ups and the downs ever since then, I mean, and being part of that Stanley Cup run, I think it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer for this guy.
1: You know, and, like, he's a controversial name right now. I definitely have worse feelings about him now than I've had, you know, in the past. Like, I've always been a huge fan of Vladimir Tarasenko. I still am. And with this whole, like, I want to be traded and how he's kind of whining and, uh, you know, reports that, oh, you know, he was butthurt about not getting the captaincy. Well, first off, you can't hardly speak English, so you're not really going to get the captaincy that way. But, I mean, like, so the guy's fifth in points all time, you know, 524. That's the most by anybody that's not in the rafters. Uh, He also has the most overtime game winners in franchise history with 10. And then uh, he's first... Place and goals per 60 minutes, with the exception of one guy with less than a hundred games played. But I mean, yeah. goals for sixty minutes, first place ever in the blues history. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. And then uh so after tarasenko we'll go with my fifth name on the list. Now, this is a guy that like I said, I am not a lifelong blues fan, uh, so I never really got to see him play. You know, heard his name a million times. I know a Quite a bit about him, but you know, I never got to see him play. Uh, God rest his soul, Pavel Dimitra. Uh, Love that pick. You know, I, I'll I'll let you go on about him since I don't know a ton about him.
0: I'll so I'll 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 do it whenever I when I drop his name. So you have so you have Petrangelo, Bacchus, Tarasenko, Dimitra, and who is the fifth? Uh, Bear Jackman. Bear Jackman. Okay, so. In no particular order, I'm not going to talk about the same guys that you have on the list. I have Bacchus, and this is in no particular order, but I had Bacchus at number one. He was the first name that came to mind. I mean, it was just easy for that. Petrangelo was number two. Number three, I had Tarasenko. Number four, I had Dimitra. And we can use this to talk about Pavel Dimitra. So, you know, he played here. I'm looking up his his stats right now. I got to pull this up. I should have had this ready, but... so
1: he had 494 games played, which isn't like some astounding number. I think it was around like the top 25 mm-hmm. all-time for, you know, the franchise. But in that 494 games, he had 493
0: points like Yeah. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. And I mean, playing here from 96 all the way up until 2004. I mean, he he was here for he was here in the dark times. Like it was really bad. For a while, he was here, like at the tail end of, you know, Brett Hall and Shanahan and all these other guys exiting out, and us going into an absolute downward spiral. And he was always a bright spot, and everyone said that he was the best teammate, you know, one of the best guys. And like you said, unfortunately, you know, in that uh, that locomotive team that you know their plane crashed in 2011. Um, I remember I was at a Blues preseason game uh, when that happened. And he was – I mean, that was just – it was absolutely crushing. There was another guy that was – that used to play for St. Louis that was coaching for that team as well that was on there. I don't remember the name. I should have looked that up. But, I mean, he was just – he's one of the Blues greats. If you ask anyone, especially, like, that, you know, really watched in the 90s, that guy was an absolute just dynamo. The guy was crazy. And he scored, like you said, 493 points in, like, 494 games with the Blues. That's – I mean, a point a game is pretty good. That's pretty hard to do with – any team and especially too doing that long of a time, yeah. For I mean, that just shows how consistent he was, and uh, he was, he was important to that team. I mean, he was him. I remember him and Pierre Turgeon playing together was an absolute electric factory to watch. And Ter, and I think Turgeon is on the list to be voted in too. I don't know if he'll get in, but uh, Demetra's a great pick now. Like I said, I have Backus Petrangelo, Demetra Tarasenko. The thing I want to say about Terrasenko is like I don't care like what you have to say about him with the whole trade thing the thing is is like he's he's the most electrifying player we've had on this team since Brett Hall left. Like there there's no no arguing that. You could probably say Demetra's close, but I even I think Terrasenko brings more people out of their seats and puts more asses in seats than he than any like any player could since Brett Hall left. So, that's all I got to say. Tristan goals per 60 minutes. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> we're going to make that a hashtag. Yeah. Goals per 60 champ. Um, my fifth name in on my list is going to be Ryan O'Reilly, and that's because of recency bias. I mean, this dude, we're talking about a guy in 2018 after the season was over with Buffalo was like, I don't know if I really like playing anymore. I just lost my love for the game. And Doug Armstrong makes, you know, I I still think this is probably the best move that has, like, one of the best moves of the last 10, 15 years that really paid off because it paid off immediately. I mean, getting rid of Berglund, Sabotka, and Tage Thompson, and I think a first-round pick, to get Ryan O'Reilly back, I mean, it brought us the Stanley Cup not even a year later, about nine months later. And he was the con Smythe winner. So, I mean, that's, I think, part of their voting thing for their voting list is like, they had to win some kind of um, individual achievement. And okay. nobody else won a Stanley Cup besides, you know, two of the names we have on our list. Um, he won the con Smythe as the playoff MVP. You could have said Bennington won that or could have won that. But Ryan O'Reilly scored, like, a, a ridiculous amount of points and was he got the game winner in Game 7. Like, that was it. So, yeah. I, and I, I don't know. He's been a really good captain ever since he's been here. He's been – he's kind of like Bacchus. He does everything right. Doesn't do – you know, he answers every question. He's a very honest guy. Plays with a lot of emotion. And I don't know how you couldn't vote him in. We resurrected his career. So,
1: so you know, I didn't have him on my list. I, I definitely thought about him. I, I think it's a little too early in his Blues tenure for me to want to – add him to the list. Uh,
0: Well, in a year, it might be too late. Just throwing that out there.
1: Well, we'll talk in a year, you know, what's going to happen in a year. Like, if he resigns and he continues this, you know, illustrious career as a Blue, I think that he very well could be a Blues Hall of Fame member. But as of right now, I think it's a little too early to say. Now, uh, after our five... Names, do you have any honorable mentions? I got a, I got a small list of a few guys.
0: I got a surprise honorable mention for you. And it's someone who's actually already on the voting committee or the committee. Learn how to speak. Um, I'm going with Ray Barilli. I mean, he's been our head athletic trainer since 1995.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. part of the voting
0: committee or he's part of the committee. And I was like, why is he not? one of the automatic inductees he's been here forever and he does. I mean, you're talking about equipment training, you know, taking, you know, taking care of guys whenever they're, you know, you know, hurt, whatever like that. This guy's been through it all and does, he does a lot of the behind Didn't the scenes.
1: He work. Just hit like 4,000 games recently.
0: Yeah. He's done over 2000 with St. Louis. Like put it that way.
1: 2000. Yeah.
0: Okay. 2000 games.
1: Yeah. So I remember like the ceremony for it. It was just last year is something ridiculous. I'm like, that is yeah. nuts.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I don't know how he's not a shoe in for it. I mean, he's been a re- like he's been here longer than just about anybody. Like, it's, I mean, besides like take out like Bernie and you know the Plager brothers before they're you know they're both gone, rest in peace. But um, yeah, I think Ray Barrie is an, an honorable mention, and then my other honorable mention would have been Bear Jackman. That would have been like okay, my my fair. fringe pick, I guess you could say.
1: Fair. Um, I got four guys on my honorable mention, you know, and I'll definitely add, uh, Ray Barilly to that. I I didn't even consider that, you know, you don't, and that's something like that. That's kind of a shame is like those guys kind of go unnoticed. Um, but yeah, he, I think he definitely deserves it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my four guys are, uh, Alex Steen, you know, he, I put a little bit of thought into him, but I was like, yeah, not quite enough to crack the top five. Um, Jay Bowmeister, you know, the iron man, he, you know, he was an active iron man with us for a long time. Uh, I forget where he ended up at. I think it was somewhere in the eight hundreds. Yeah. Um, but the guy also, you know, he, he was, uh, I forget exactly what it was called. Uh, was it the triple gold club where it was, uh, he won a world championship. He won the Stanley cup. And uh, he won. Was it uh, juniors? Was that the third thing?
0: Yeah. So it's gold medal, Stanley Cup, and world oh, junior yeah. gold. Okay. So yeah, he, yeah, and he's—I so, mean, I think he's one of like nine guys that have done that. Yeah, it's not
1: very many. Um, but you know, he had a—he had a solid career here. Like he got quite a bit of hate for you know in that middle range of his tenure as a blue, but then because uh, he doesn't towards score. the end, he really started. Yeah, and and, I mean, so what? He was such a defensive reliability, like not – he was so reliable on the back end. Um, Him and Petro, when they
0: were together, were always one of the top D pairings in the entire league. Well, if you could be the top D pairing for Team Canada of that 2014 team, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that team was yes. that's the, shut down the most ridiculous team that's ever been assembled, which who, by the way, was put together by Doug Armstrong. So just throwing that out there. Speaking of Doug Armstrong, that is one of the names on my list. I didn't even think about that till just now. Uh, yeah, that, that's an automatic. You should take take. Add my li- add him to my list. I was gonna say take somebody <laughs> off, but like I was like I don't want to do that to someone. So I'll just, just put add six. six <laughs> yeah, yeah, add six. I want Doug Armstrong on there. So
1: yeah, I mean Army. He's he's the guy that put together our Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, I don't know how long he's been with us. He's been with us as long as I've been watching, and I've been watching
0: since like 2012. I think since 2010 or 11 is when he came in.
1: Yeah. So like, and he's I. I've looked it up before I was going to look it up today and I didn't, but I think he's like the second most tenured GM in the NHL right now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I and mean, we don't have to spend a ton of time. And then, you know, one last honorable mention, I'll put Tom Stillman's name out there. Uh, great owner of our team, you know, own the blues as we won our Stanley cup as well. And, uh, you know, he's not one of these greedy. He lets, he lets army spend to the cap every single year. uh, Done an amazing job putting the money into the arena to upgrade it. What was it, back in, like, 2016, whenever we upgraded the arena? Yeah. They did such a good job with it. And, you know, he's he's always been such a likable guy, not one of these old curmudgeon owners that some of the other teams have.
0: Yeah, and he's still, like, you could tell that he's really liked because, like, the Solomon, the kids, because, like, obviously Sid and his wife are no longer around, but his kids are still at the game, and they still – are like they're like best friends. Like he probably gets a lot of insight from you know talking. You know I'm sure he talked to Tom, or to uh, you know Sid Solomon before he passed away and all that. And you know kind of got some pointers from even from his son. Like you know like how would your how would your dad do this? You know it just seems like he's really ingrained with the community. He's really ingrained with the alumni association. I I agree with that too. Number seven in my list. Bada bing, bada boom. All right, man. Uh, we done with the blues talk? Yeah, dude. Let's talk NHL. We got so we got quick. We got quick hit news. Uh, we're already at an hour, yeah. but let's go ahead because there's some stuff that's that has been going on. Um, I want to start with a couple goalies. I know we only have one on here, but a former blue, Jake Allen, uh, gets a re up deal. Uh, two years at four, about four point three uh, million dollars a year. Um, this is obviously coming on the heels of the Carey Price news which is just absolutely awful I mean one of the best goalies in the league and just ever since I don't know if you were how closely you paid attention in 2014 but and I think I mentioned it before on our test episode when we were talking is that Chris Kreider ran him in 2014 when they were in the conference finals and messed his knee up really bad and ever since then it just he hasn't been the same at all. He just really hasn't been the same guy. He hasn't played. I don't know if he's played a full season. He might've played one or two, but um, going back to Jake Allen is just like, I mean, they're, they had to do it. They don't have any other option. got Sam Montembeau and they got Jake Allen. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's getting another chance to really own the starters net. Uh, I, I think he got way too much hate when he was here. Uh, 100%. You know, he 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 wasn't the all star goalie, but you know he 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 that time that we had uh freaking uh, David Backes as captain, he was goalie most of that time and led us to that great record. So
0: yeah, and I think I think Brian Elliott just kind of outshined him in 2016. Like I think he just like Brian Elliott was just on some crazy run, and um you know I think he's probably getting a lot of hate because like he did I think he's played a lot better he played a lot better in St Louis than obviously in Montreal, but it just goes to show you how good our defensive system is set up, because a lot of goalies leave, and then they're just not the same fall when they apart. leave. Yeah, like Halak was, you know, you know, playing for Boston, you know, he was all right, but any other team, he got shelled a couple times, and you're like, well, where was this? In St. Louis, you were pretty good. It's like, well, the defensive system is a lot different here. We've always been one of the best in the league, so... I, I mean, I'm happy yep. for him. I'd, I'd still think Montreal, and we're going to do a prediction show next week uh, for the rest of the league, but I just don't. I mean, Montreal's just not going to be good. I just hope he does all right. And that's it, that's a hard market to be a goalie in, man. If you're not Carey Price, they're going to be expecting a lot out of you. So I, I, I wish nothing but the best for Jake Allen. He's awesome. Yep. And then uh, the other one was Spencer Knight. Now, this one is confusing to me. Spencer Knight signs it with the Florida Panthers. So, you know, they have Sergei Bobrovsky who they're paying $10 million to per year for the next two years. Um, they re-signed Spencer Knight at 4.5, a, a three-year 4.5 AAV. To me, this smells like Bobrovsky's getting traded if they don't. Because let's be honest, Bobrovsky has not been that good. Like, he's not been $10 million good. He's been all right but he hasn't been that good. And I think that, I mean, now you have 14 and a half million dollars invested in two goalies. I just don't, I don't know how they're going to make that work.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard like the sweet spot for two goalies is around nine to $10 million combined. Yeah. So to have 14 and a half million locked up in your two goalies where Bobrovsky didn't have a great past couple seasons and, uh, Spencer Knight, you know he he was supposed to be the guy, and uh, you know he's now just a backup. So I mean I kind of get it because he is young. He and you want to have like a little bridge deal there to see how he's going to do to maybe lock him up long term. But when you already have Bobrovsky, it's like it's it's really hard to see spending that much money.
0: Yeah, and the I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I mean I, I'm guessing they're gonna split the duty because. Last year, I mean, Spencer Knight played a handful of games, but by the end of the year, I mean, he wasn't playing a lot. They were playing Bobrov- they were riding Bobrovsky hard, and I mean, Bobrovsky's yeah. not been bad. I'm just saying we we live in an era now where your your performance is weighed right next to the amount of money you make, and to be making five hundred thousand dollars less than Carey Price and you haven't done jack shit or even proved. I mean, this is a guy who won two Vesna trophies, two. And none of them were at the Florida Panthers, which is, and they're an amazing team. So I don't, I don't know. It just smells like they're gonna if if they get any any hint of Bobrovsky being anything less than ten million dollars worthy, uh, might might be shopping him around and you know using night. But then again, you're, your going, you're going, you're yeah, going pack your shit. You're going with a 21 year old though. I mean, he's just it doesn't have a lot of experience. It's a guy who's just in the OHL two years ago. Is he the or in the, or not, not in the OHL. He was in uh, the development program or whatever. Yeah. Um, but enough about that. You had a note in here about uh, something with Anson Carter and a team going back to Atlanta.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of uh, big so, news. So there was um, a post that I saw. Uh, now I'm quoting, uh, I don't know how reliable this is, but uh, NHL news updates on Facebook. Um, NHL on TNT Broadcast member Anson Carter is reportedly searching for investors for an NHL team in Atlanta. Uh, Carter had 674 NHL game experience and has spent nearly a decade broadcasting. Um, there's no real known details on this subject, but I just thought that was like a pretty interesting story, man. Like we have 32 teams right now. Uh, there's definitely talks of two or three teams being shopped around. Like what's going to happen to them? Uh, we don't, we don't know if we want uh, Arizona State University Coyotes playing uh, there
0: forever. So, who knows? I,
1: maybe maybe a team gets moved around and uh, we end up with one back in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, and I know you put in here, like, our thoughts on it. I mean, I don't really – I was so young when the Atlanta Thrashers were around. I mean, they weren't around until 2011, but I remember, like, when the dark days were there, it was like, you know, they were talking about, like, they couldn't get fans in there. And, you know, I think their owners were uh, honestly just – pieces of garbage and treat it, you know, just you mishandled the team. I'd like to see it, but I think there are other markets that deserve it first because they've already tried that once it's a failed experiment. So maybe try something else. I I've always heard that Houston was the next move, but we'll see. I Arizona's got to move. I mean, if they don't, if they don't find a, an arena within the next year, I, I mean, they got to go. You cannot, that's, you can, that's, can you that's imagine being in the NHL and having to play in a college Rink with 5,000 people I mean what are they going to charge for ticket Prices in there They're going to be stupid expensive They're going to be like $200 a pop Yeah that's all they were getting at
1: The, at the arena up in Glendale So like if you're going to be Getting those 5,000 well now you got to sell out um, But that's a That's a hot commodity then you got all these rich College students that Go to school down there and they're all It's a party so yeah I mean it's going to be fun but yeah, what a laughing stock. Now, now, you know, a lot of hockey fans we say, you know, oh, sick league to the NBA and, you know, make fun of the other leagues, but all that all any other league has to do is just bring up the ASU Coyotes and you won the argument, sorry.
0: Yeah, or the salary cap, you know, and the amount of money that they make and they're just like, eh, yeah. "How's that with your 10 million dollar contract?" Um, Next thing that I wanted to talk about was the salary cap, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Elliot Friedman came out with a tweet uh, that basically said projected. Now, this is nothing set in stone, but with uh, the advertising dollars and the TV money that's coming in, um, we could see the cap get up to upwards of $92 million or close to $100 million by 2025, which is pretty good. I mean, considering where we were two years ago, and you know we're still at a flat cap, but uh, we're making moves. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's something I kind of talked about a little bit in week one. Um, you know, I, I heard that in the next 10 years or so, it could be reaching 100 million. And, you know, it, it seems that it might pan out that way, according to William Friedman.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're not financial guys, so we're not even going to, like, go any farther than that. I think it's just, like, good to bring up that the league is no longer in a state of, like, uh, they're just not like stagnant anymore. They're gonna keep getting, you know, they're getting more TV money, they're getting more dollars, and we're gonna start seeing. I mean, can you imagine if it's a hundred million dollars? We t- kind of talked about that. How much players are gonna make? I mean, it's gonna make it's gonna be stupid. I mean, guys, that are on the third line are gonna be making seven, eight million dollars a pop, which is fine. Pro uh, Pro Player Podcast Triple P. I mean, I'm pro oh, player. Yeah. Go get that bag, honey. Go get that bag. Um, couple updates. Uh, as far as around the league goes, John Tavera's Maple Leafs fans are having a conniption because he's out for three weeks with an oblique strain. He's gonna be fine.
1: Ten million dollar man, man.
0: I, I, I hate to see it. I mean, but the thing is, Tavares gets a lot of hate whenever he's not doing good. But then, whenever he is doing well, I mean, he's, he's everybody's he's, favorite. Player. He's everybody's favorite player in Toronto, which is. That fan base is so fickle, dude. It, it's just ridiculous. And they sell the team whenever they lose two games in a row. And I mean these motherfuckers are already talking about Austin Matthews's re-up contract in two years. Like I mean, come on, man. Like let it go. So I mean, but they also have a couple guys they brought in where Yarn Yarncroak, he you know, he'll get a chance to step up. And then a guy like Dennis Evgeny Malk or his name is Dennis. Dennis Malkin, but I always just want to call him Malkin. So and he's been scoring oh. lights out. Yes, Gino Malkin, we'll start calling him. Huh. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? I mean, it's Toronto. They're going to make you guys are going to make the playoffs. You guys are going to be fine. Just I mean, as long as Matt Murray and Sam Sonov can stop a puck, I mean, you guys should be fine. But you guys haven't won a round either and you're paying 40 million dollars to four players. So
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go back to our uh last Pod with uh, Big Z being the last guy to win against them in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. or to lose against them in the playoffs, we will
0: <laughs> see that for a while. Uh, some other injury news is Cam Talbot, who went over to the Senators this year, uh, is going to miss five to seven weeks with an upper body injury. That's rough. Because the Sens are a team I'm yeah. looking to like. I'm I want them to do well this year. They may or may not be one of my surprise picks to make it into the playoffs this year. But without Cam Talbot. You're looking at Anton Forsberg, which, I mean, he's all right. He's, he did decent, but he's not Cam Talbot.
1: So they're looking like they're going to be one of those teams that – uh how the Blues were in, you know, my early watching days of the, you know, mid-2010s or early 2010s uh, with, like, uh, Halak and Elliott, how they kind of split the duties and, uh, you know, just were an outstanding team. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Sucks, but it's five to seven weeks. It's pretty early in the season. Uh, you can get Forsberg to step up and, you know, cover the duties for a little while and Talbot to be right back in there, hopefully.
0: But the only thing that sucks is, like, with Ottawa, it's the beginning of the season, and I think with these teams that you – that uh, – what am I trying to say? With a team that has, like, almost no expectations or is trying to get, like, to break through – I think the most pivotal part of the season is the first two months. So that may be a problem. Okay. And, uh, I mean, you look at teams like Detroit, um, you know, even Buffalo. Those are like – like Detroit, Buffalo, and Ottawa are the three teams I'm looking at this year to take a step up, at least a step up. Ottawa, I think, is way ahead of all of the other two. And I think this could just – it could either be a – a complete damper on the season, or they can fight the adversity right off the bat, which may be good for them. And because I mean, they're playing in a tough division. Let's not get it twisted. They're playing in the Atlantic. You got Toronto, you got Tampa, you got Florida. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to compete with. But I I do think they're going to fight for a wild card spot. So we'll see how that pans out. Not sure. Staying on the um, kind of, I guess we'll call it negative side. Alex Gelchenyuk, a former fourth overall pick in 2012 has been released from his PTO due to a, a, they're calling it Colorado, he was with the Colorado Avalanche on a PTO and they're calling it a substantial injury that he sustained in camp and um, it sucks man I mean that was his, I have it in my notes, his seventh team in 13 seasons, not Joe, a fourth overall pick who had one time scored 30 goals and was a 70 point guy has played for seven teams and cannot even catch a break. I mean, this guy's career is all but over in the NHL at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember him in Montreal and, you know, he was he was a stud player to start out. And then you just kind of stopped hearing about him for a while, you know. I I I thought he was still on Montreal for a long time and then I'd see him over uh, I think it was like in Arizona and, you know, he's bouncing around all these different teams on and like uh, he was up in Ottawa for a bit, Minnesota, Toronto, like,
0: yeah. Ah, what what happened to this guy? I you got me beat. I mean, it's this you see this all the time though. I mean, it's just it with him, it's really weird because Montreal cut the cord on him really early. I think I think they cut the cord on him a little bit early. I think he might have been hurt by that. Like he might have not wanted to leave because I think he loved playing there. Whenever he was playing there, he just you know played with a lot of emotion. Was a decent player, and then they just kind of let him go. And then, you know, goes anyone who has to go and play in Arizona, I mean, I'm sorry, that sucks. I mean, they're just – they're consistently bad. And it's it's easy to get – like to lose your love for the game when you go play in a place where you're not winning at all. You go from, you know, making the conference finals and being a, a you know, a top-tier player and everyone's talking about you to just being let off the hook and then you're playing for basically – you're, you're looking forward to golfing season in the summertime. And yeah, I, I don't know. His best season was, it was a fit. He had 56 points, was his best season, uh, 30 goals that year. I mean,
1: which is crazy because like I remember him playing in Montreal,
0: and I like he was one of their top names back then. Yeah. I mean, they had the Gallagher, Galchenyuk, and there was another guy that played on their line that was just unreal, and they were electric, man and that that he he drove that line like he did. He was he, I mean he's big, he could skate, he could score. We'll never know what happened. I mean maybe he'll do an interview later on and kind of divulge what what happened, but I don't know. It's just really weird. And I I mean really his only options if he can even still play are to go to the KHL or go to Europe or be a lifelong AHL player and just you know stick around and you know be a mentor for people which sucks cuz he's not even 30 years old yet. 28 so like
1: that's so young for you know being on a pto in the first place and then he's been you on know, i think he's be been on
0: three straight ptos like his last yeah. three teams have been ptos that's bad i mean from age 26 to 28 you're going on ptos i mean i don't know i'm not sure um I wish him the best of luck. I mean I, I hope he can find another job somewhere else. I mean maybe he can go do the Ryan Whitney and go over to the KHL and make a bag and then come back and, you know. Twenty sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to some of the uh uh some more positive news. Uh so our boy Kent Johnson apparently has been getting some reps with Line a and Goudreau, and it's been there I mean, Columbus is really looking forward to having this guy play, but this guy could be getting some decent, we could have some decent buzz around this kid with he's playing with Johnny Hockey and Patrick Laine.
1: So, as we said before, you're the NHL guy. Uh, Kent Johnson, I don't know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> I don't know a single thing about him. He's a, he's a so, good player. so, yeah, I saw this I saw this tweet, like, last week, saying uh, he was getting some reps with Laine and Gaudreau, you know, with Gaudreau being the new guy in town, and I'm like, who th- who's this guy he's his points are just going to skyrocket this year i i wish him the best i hope he's on like a contract here or something because he will get the bag if he's playing with those two all season
0: yeah so i mean he came out of port moody bc he's only 19 um but went to the university of michigan now i'll tell you this his last year in the british columbia hockey league uh he had 101 points in 52 games so that's pretty good so that's in juniors and then goes to michigan In 2020, so in the 21 season, uh, or the 2020-2021 season, 26 games played, uh, nine goals, 18 assists for 27 points. That's pretty good. And then even better is next year. uh, Last year scores 37 points in 32 games. So, pretty good player. I think uh, I I wouldn't want them to give him too many expectations right off the bat, though. You know, I don't. You know, you don't want to force him into a spot and then, you know, get underwhelmed. I think they should handle it with care, if anything. But, I mean, good for him. He's getting the opportunity of a lifetime.
1: Yeah, I mean, to help, take that chance and run with it, man.
0: Yeah, I I mean, that'd be crazy if he just comes in with Goudreau and Laine. Goudreau puts up, like, 85 points, and he puts up 75 his rookie year. That'd be crazy. I mean, he's got to automatically, if he does if he does play with them all year, he's going to be in the Calder watch. Like, he's got to be.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's that's good news for him. Rooting for Kent Johnson. Uh next is Trevor Zegers, dude got smoked. Absolutely be he got b rolled into next week uh by I can't even who's the guy Jan Janik. Jan Janik? Jan Janik? <laughs> is that how you say it? <laughs> but like I, I Completely clean hit to me. I don't know what you thought about it, but I, I mean, I got the video pulled up. He got clobbered and I mean, it, it was clean to me. It's clean. And see, yeah, I mean, was... this
1: happened on, this happened on Wednesday night and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching it right now. Oh, he's skating right up to the red line at center ice and just is shoulder to chest. It, did it clip his chin or his head I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I don't think so. But, oh, that was just such a hard hit. Hey, and then uh, credit to this uh, Jan Yennick John Jenik guy uh, stood up and fought right afterwards. So, you know, maybe he's trying to make a, make
0: his way onto the team. Maybe the first game. So we're going to be looking forward to an Arizona and Anaheim rivalry this year. <laughs> the first game. But they don't play each other until January. It's like we're not even battle get... at the ASU ice rink. <laughs> at the devil. Meet me in the lot. Meet me in the de- – <laughs> meet me on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, – I don't know. It was, a, it was a absolutely bone-crushing hit, though. I mean, I again, I think it's 100% clean. Zegers had his head down. Like, you can't go across – You cannot go across the middle with your head down like that or you're going to get cleaned. And Jan Jenick uh, did a pretty good job of cleaning up the trash there. All right, so that's pretty much all we got for the hockey news. Um, we got some random shit we can get into before the end of the pod.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's cover these as quick as we can. We're about an hour twenty in. We 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 said we we're gonna we're working our way to this hour mark. We're running a little long, but so what? We like to talk and we like listening to ourselves talk. Hell
0: yeah. Uh, first, um, Hurricane Ian. I mean, it just it absolutely ripped through Florida. So, just also, right off the top, I wanted to say, you know, our T's and P's, our thoughts and prayers out to the people down there. Uh, completely ripped apart Fort Myers. I mean, I, I saw some pictures, and Fort Myers was just destroyed. And that's, like, one of the nicest retirement communities, I think, down there in Florida.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a shame what happened down there. Uh, you know, I, I started seeing it all over the news for a couple of days, and then, like, once it passed, it just kind of went away, like... I don't know what happened. I guess everybody's like, oh, yeah, there's trash and debris everywhere." But we'll just uh, the 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 uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks got a game. We gotta we gotta get to this oh, game, I'll, guys.
0: I'll get to that. I'll get to that in our uh, all in or dump and change se- segment here Uh-oh. in just a little bit. Um, Oof. I do want to talk about this. Is the the we talked about Bryson getting clotheslined and blinded uh, allegedly by the rope. At the uh, at one of the live events. So a week and a half later, after everyone's just been trashing this guy, he comes out with this cringe Instagram video of
1: before you say anything like it's going away. The attention, the negative attention off you is going away like nobody's thinking about it anymore.
0: (laughs) And then this cringe Instagram video basically of like him and the team, you know, team Bryson, you know, basically his team of, you know, yes, men, long drive idiots that like you know they're basically like tiktok kids that he hangs out with now is it's like them holding you know there's a rope and he ducks underneath it and they're just like it's like the oh like the running yeah and it's basically like a a dude perfect video it just gave me immediate diabetes watching that video i hated it i hated every second of it and you you touched on the point perfectly is that if, if if you just let the the news cycle run, they're going to forget about you. Like we're in a 24 hour news cycle now where they'll forget about, you, you just said it with the hurricane. Like people forgot that there was a hurricane that just ripped through Florida after you like 24 hours If they stopped covering it. People stop talking about it after a day until you do stuff like this and just make yourself look even more socially unaware and awkward and, and completely cringe.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it was hard to
0: watch. It's like, oh
1: man, like, tough look you can't you just can't do anything right can you now you say these the it's similar to like a dude perfect video hey man i, I kind of like those guys that's one of my guilty pleasures do you, man. do you
0: really like these well, guys
1: you know i have i haven't really why i haven't seen any other content in a probably a couple years but uh i don't I, I don't have a problem with them they put out some cool videos like all the sport dude they got a freaking play uh at Augusta, with like other sports balls, any sports ball besides uh, a golf ball. Like this was a couple of years ago, but it's just like these guys are gonna do cool stuff, and I think their story is kind of cool too. Like they were all at like some, I don't know if it was some Christian Bible camp or something is how they met, and then they, <laughs> <laughs> and then they they all got together and just started making these videos. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with
0: them, but are you, then again, you ever- like
1: I said, I haven't watched any of their content in the past couple of years
0: do you have a problem with them getting a $100 million or building a $100 million theme park in Texas? I mean, what are they going to do? Like, are are you going to be able to like, (laughs) you going to make a TikTok with these guys and then like, you know, do some crazy, Oh dude, reactionary, like to some crazy, you know, playing golf with a football. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't get it. I I don't understand it. And the fact that they're going to get a hundred million dollar theme park. I mean, these guys are, they, they must be doing something right. But, I don't know. I can't really handle that content. I can't can't relate, can't consume. Yeah. I mean they're YouTubers and like that's that's like the big thing now for you know, the
1: teenagers and like the young 20 some odds and you know, to go out there and be
0: able to build a hundred million dollar theme park, that's that's pretty sick. It's kind of impressive. They must be good business minds, that's for sure. Um <laughs> another really funny hockey thing that came out was this I don't even know if this is an official list. Some guy is just trolling. He comes out with a a list of uh, the most attractive or most handsome coaches in the league. And the Bruce Boudreaux video of him finding out he was the sixteenth most handsome coach in the league was just great. Did you see it? That was funny, yeah. He uh he he, he was a little taken aback by it. He
1: said he said uh oh, who's last? And uh, who I forget who they said was
0: last, but he's like, oh,
1: okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll have to look this up. I mean, you, you could go find it if you Google, like, NHL most handsome coaches. I mean, the list is absolutely ridiculous. Like, some of the coaches that are on there, like, are they don't deserve to be that low. I'll say that. Um, next thing on our list was the NFL is scrapping the Pro Bowl. Um, I think it's a long time coming. Uh, the Pro Bowl is a joke, uh, just like every other All-Star game is a joke. But I think with football, it's even more a joke because how can you do All-Star games with football when you don't want people to get hurt um, and all that? And these guys, how can you play? Can you imagine playing football, like, probably still drunk, most of these guys? I mean, I don't no, know how yeah, they do percent
1: they're, they're on a full paid vacation like having the time of their life and oh i gotta wake up and try and play football right now that i that means absolutely nothing
0: yeah i mean i uh, apparently they're replacing it with a skills competition they're gonna have it in vegas which is a good idea i like that it's like the nhl they're doing that every year
1: i i think it could if, if it's done right it really could be you know something cool because i remember back like when they used to do the skills stuff or I, I they may still do it but it used to be a lot more memorable like back when the mannings were doing it and like the longest throws and you know the 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 run-up drills were you know they would they would the accuracy tosses and stuff like that like that was always pretty cool to see
0: yeah so hopefully that brings in more more viewers than a pro bowl game because i can guarantee you no one wants to watch that like i i, I never i haven't watched it since i was a kid and I remember saying I was like, "These guys like aren't even trying. Like, what's the point?" No. But then you, I mean, you get older, you get a little bit more crass, and you're like, "No, eh, this is bullshit." Like, I don't know why they're doing that. So that's that. Um, you know, hopefully they do all right. Now you put a real interesting one in here about something with NASA that I have no idea about. Something about a dart. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Is it about uh, a? Yeah, c- I, is it about I, a I, cigarette? Nah, no, not that kind of dart, buddy. Uh,
1: I nerd out every once in a while on some of this space stuff. Uh, if if you listen to uh, the 4Play uh, podcast, uh, Frankie Borelli from Barstool, he he definitely gets me going with some of this stuff. Uh, so, okay, this is NASA's DART mission. Uh, DART is an acronym, uh, Double Asteroid Redirection Test.
0: Jesus. Um,
1: first, off, first off, Zach, I don't know if you've done this yet, but uh, go ahead and click on that little link right there. Uh, basically, my link... Is just uh, a Google search of NASA DART. Yeah. Have you seen the information yet?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Like it, like (laughs) fucks your screen up. (laughs) Yeah. So basically,
1: it's like this little missile that comes across the screen and then just it diverts it a little bit. Um, Basically, uh, it's a three hundred and twenty-four and a half million dollar project.
0: Three hundred twenty-four
1: sheets. Yeah seven million miles away uh, they launched like this I don't even know if it's like technically a rocket or whatever the hell it is uh, back in November of last year um, and then the impact just happened uh, on the 26th of last month so um, they they crashed it into this asteroid uh, dimorphos or dimorphos um, basically this one is about 200 meters in size. And then uh, I thought this that is meant like, two hundred uh, miles. I thought that's what two hundred m was two hundred no, miles. Was, I was like
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's two hundred meters in size. Um, it basically what this dimorphosis is is like a moon of this other asteroid, uh, D- Didymos. Um, this one is uh, much bigger. It's eight hundred thirty meters in size. Basically, like so, this Didymos is this big asteroid that's hurling through space and then this dimorphous is like rotating around it like the moon does the earth. And so in in the event if we ever have an asteroid like barreling towards earth, we need to figure out a way to not have it come at earth. And so what they're doing is they're shooting this rocket into this smaller asteroid that has gravitational pull with the bigger asteroid and then hoping that it changes direction. I don't know, man. Like, I thought it was a pretty cool thing. It's really big. Like, it's nobody could anybody could care less about this. But honestly, it's like this could be life saving technology someday.
0: I I do remember, like, back (laughs) in the day. Do you remember Star Wars, that project they were talking about where they were going to put lasers in space and they were going to it was going to be to, like, shoot down asteroids and shoot down nukes and all this other stuff? That that's like what no. I thought about it at first. I was like, "Are we really shooting out a rocket to destroy an?" A- it's like Armageddon. It's like the movie Armageddon. It's Armageddon,
1: 100%. but like
0: without people. I mean, that's a lot smarter. I mean, what kind, I mean, can you imagine? Like, you sign up for the space force, and they're like, "Okay, your first mission. You're going seven million miles away, and you will be com- you will be coming in contact with an asteroid that is two hundred meters wide." It's like, okay, um, I'm deserting. I'm out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I think mean, it's kind of like, cool, though. That's kind of sick. I didn't I didn't even yeah, know that we I launched that. Talking about. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Joe is a confirmed space guy. Nerding out. So if we have any other space updates, if we get into this Moss, you let us know. <laughs> Keep our listeners updated <laughs> with what's going on with Didymos. You said 830 meters is the size of the other one. I mean, they're going to need like eight of those other ones to destroy that.
1: Well, no, so, like, they're not even trying to destroy it. They're just trying to divert it. Like, they're trying to change... Because it also revolves around the sun, just like we do Earth. So, basically, it's like, okay, if on a much smaller scale, if they were... If another planet was to launch something at our moon, which in turn would, you know, affect the gravitational pull of Earth and then change our orbit around the sun, if you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, I... That's mind blowing to me. Hard. Yeah, and science. <laughs> science is not. Yeah, science is hard. But I mean, that would. That, I don't. You don't really think about that. You're just like living on Earth, and you're like, well, my life's pretty good. I have water and everything. Can you imagine if the moon got fucked up? Like, what? They always talk about this. Like when I used to get into space stuff back in like middle school. Like, if the moon were any closer or any farther away, like the amount that it would like fuck with our gravitational pull like you said oh my gosh, or so our much. tides and all that like tides would just be absolutely in shambles like it would be crazy we'd have 90 hurricaneians ripping through the earth or like some kind of yeah. jupiter storm that's been going on for nine hundred and fifty thousand years or whatever the hell it is so that i mean that's pretty nuts i i kind of looked at, i didn't want to look into it i was gonna let you nerd out and tell me about it because i was like i don't understand any of this stuff this doesn't yeah it was a cool little science project for me this week well, keep us updated. Keep the listeners updated. We can do that. Um, before we get into our all in or dump and change segment in our weekly shout out, do want to talk about the Cardinals. And you told me that you were at, you know, you told everyone that you were at the game yesterday. And, uh, oh, yeah. Witnessing history still as it goes. Final
1: game of the regular season. Uh, I was lucky enough to have tickets to that game. Uh, took the wife down there. We had ourselves a day, we got down there pretty early, like 10 or it was, I think it was about 1115 when we ended up getting down there and we got our uh, commemorative uh, canvas posters of Yadi and bueno walking off the field. Um, but let's talk about them. Uh, they're, they're officially the NL central champs since yeah. we talked last week. Uh, so we are going to the playoffs. Uh, so it was uh, Yachty and Albert's final regular season game at Bush. Uh, and, uh, you know, they had a pregame ceremony to, you know, represent Yachty and Albert and uh, just talk about all their accomplishments they've made, which, oh, my gosh, my hands hurt from all the applause. We were giving my wife literally <laughs> looked at me and said, my hands hurt. <laughs> uh but yeah it was just a bunch of awesome little videos you know amazing moments um oh what i wanted to say to everybody at the start of the podcast i kind of forgot um happy yadier molina day if you live in st louis today uh, in this pregame in uh on october 4th which is when everybody should be listening to uh tomorrow for us now um it will officially be Yadier Molina Day in the city of St. Louis, and then October fifth is Albert Pujols Day. Uh, so yeah, that was part of the pregame ceremony. The uh, the mayor had like proclamations for both of them to commemorate them with their own day. I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um, they they were also gifted uh, golf clubs, which the Dodgers already gave them golf clubs, so it was like <laughs> double doink on that. Um, and then uh, like they got they had this cool artist from Puerto Rico come in and like drew up or painted or whatever, these giant portraits, but they were also like 3d in a way where they had like the, um, those, uh, uh, led lights, like the, what what are those lights called where it's like the strobe glowing? Not a strobe light, but like, uh, where it's like the glowing, like it'll be an open sign, uh, in the front of a store that, that those kind of lights, It, it was worked in with the art and everything. It was really cool. Um, But uh, one of the coolest notes that I took from that pregame ceremony was when Bill DeWitt was talking. uh, He said that after today, we don't know, but uh, as of today, the Cardinals have had a Hall of Famer in uniform every year since 1909.
0: I saw that tweet. That is nuts. And I'm guessing that includes, like, managers because Tony La Russa. I think there was a time... Where you know we did well. Tony Loose is not not a hundred percent in the Hall of Fame yet. Not yet, but yeah, he will be. Yeah, I think he's actually. They just got news he's retiring today. Also, he's going to announce he's retiring. But that's he crazy. Down, yeah. That, I mean, nineteen oh nine. I mean, we're talking about before. I, 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 name anything that you use before to... the Titanic thing <laughs> Before the Titanic sank. Before it set sail. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think about that. That's a good one. That's just nuts, though. That like, I mean, but the Cardinals again are probably the second most storied franchise in baseball, just behind the Yankees, just because of the notoriety. Behind the yeah. Yankees. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, so so like, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I think it's kind of boring. But aside from this season, man, like this season was incredible. It, it, just the story alone, like whether they would have made playoffs or not, I wouldn't have even cared. I still would have watched the handful of games that I did watch, you know, Yadi and bueno uh, breaking the all time battery. Uh, I, I got to see their final game together. Uh, 328 games that they started together. That that's a record that will never, ever, ever be broken.
0: Yeah. Not, not anymore just because of like the way player. And I hate to like, Think about it this way, but like just the way players like move around and will leave for money and all that stuff. It no one's that loyal anymore. You just don't get guys that stick around together that long. That's crazy. That is probably an unbreakable record. That's a Gretzky yeah, record.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's insane. Um, but then uh, we also had Albert hitting uh 702, uh, it was his last at bat at Bush. And guess where your boy was? Sleeping in
0: line for food. Oh, in line for food. <laughs> that's that's just rough. Did you have to watch it on the TV? Oh, I
1: did. I did at least get to see it on the TV. Luckily, I made sure I'm like better not be going to my seats because I was
0: sitting in <laughs> right
1: field. went to the center field. I wasn't going to get it anyway, but that's a million dollar ball. Probably uh, well till tonight. He hit 703. and I'm like, fuck. I thought maybe I was going to see his last ever home run. But uh do you, no, do you yeah. think
0: do you think that they make a movie about Albert Pujols' career? I I think that it's like an absolute no-brainer now because look at the way that like, you know, coming from where he came from and making the MLB and being such a great player and then leaving for whatever reason he left and let's just call it money. I mean, there's obviously speculation that he left for other reasons, but uh the money was simply it. And then to come back like to have a it's it's literally like an arc in a movie. Like he's you know he's got he's at the top of his top of his game, winning World Series, and then goes to the L.A. Angels where he they they barely sniff playoffs ever. I think they made it once or twice, and then yeah. then gets a chance to you know almost wins a World Series again with the L.A. or with the L.A. Dodgers, right? Lawyers, and the then uh, comes back to St. Louis, and I think if they win the World Series, it's definitely going to happen. Because that's, I mean, yeah, that's, oh,
1: that would be one of the most incredible You stories. could make a movie
0: just off of the last half of his career, like when he left. Yeah. And then just say, oh, well, I'm coming back and, and wins the World Series in St. Louis. I really hope it happens. I, I, that's, that's literally destiny if I've ever heard of it, if they win the World Series this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the whole movie thing, I mean, I'm, that's, that's a conversation that somebody, it'll have to be written out and all this. But I, is there even a movie about Babe Ruth? Uh, Speaking of Babe Ruth, this uh seven oh three that he hit tonight Monday night, um that was uh at home run with the RBIs that came with it, uh passed the babe to take sole possession of second all time in RBIs. Who's
0: he who's number 2, one? two
1: thousand two hundred and sixteen.
0: <sighs> I couldn't I I, look that up. I don't know, man. I don't even know, but that's crazy that he passed Babe Ruth. Like just if you pass Babe Ruth Ruth in anything in baseball, I mean that's huge. And you know, he just got into that elite company of seven hundred, which he's only part of it's one of four people who are now in that club, you know, Barry yeah. Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and him. First ballot Hall of Famer. Like there's there's no doubt. He's the best hitter. He's the best hitter in baseball in the last twenty years by far.
1: Yeah, and that that's what, you know, they were saying in that ceremony is like, you know, the best the best right handed hitter of our generation, maybe even the best hitter of our generation. Um, but yeah, then to to top it all off, you know, getting to see that home run, getting to see Yachty and Wayno play that final battery. Uh, then in the you know, Wayno wasn't playing all that great. He he gave up, I think it was seven runs. Um, uh, we did end up losing the game seven to five. But in the fifth inning, when uh, Ali Marmel, who shout out to him, man, he's an awesome manager. Um, uh, Ali Marmel came out to uh to take Wayno off the field. Uh. He didn't just take Wayno off the field. He took Waino, Yadi, and Albert all at the same time, right there in the fifth inning. Uh, that was a sight to see. Like I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. Like the three of them walking off for the final time in, you know, the setting sun of of St. Louis and Busch Stadium. Like beautiful weather, beautiful day. Just that was an all time moment. I'll never forget that.
0: That's gonna be. A canvas picture to be made by somebody is those three walking off like and and putting like the sunset behind Bush and all that. It's I mean, what a moment! What I mean, what a great sports town we have here in St. Louis. It's crazy. I don't know if people are like understand it. It's kind of hard. I mean, if you don't follow all the sports, but like we've been pretty uh, fortunate to live in St. Louis and have, you know, one of the most storied franchises in baseball, you know, when the Rams were here, they were really good. The Blues have been good for, you know, a long time. And, you know, with all that, and it's just, it's awesome. And everyone, and like, I was talking to my buddy about this the other night. Have you noticed that like, no matter what sport it is, whoever plays in St. Louis ends up staying here. They never want to leave.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the Blues and their alumni, I think we, is, is ours like the, first or second biggest alumni yeah like i'm sure like the canadians probably have a big one and but like yeah people always talk about like our alumni and how well versed we are you know our our guys like they move here it's such a good place to raise a family that's what everybody always says and yeah and i I, I love raising my family
0: yeah when i was talking to my buddy about it i was like what what do you think it is and we were kind of like going through the options and it was like i think it's just because like you get the big city feel but like you're like you can get far enough away from all the, all that stuff. I think when you live in, like, New York or Chicago or L.A., if you're not in the city, like, you're not part of the city. Like, it's just, like, you have to go too far away. And, you know, really there's nowhere to get away, to be honest. You have to go to another state. Um, but here, I mean, you could basically live in a small town and be 35 minutes away from downtown. And, you know, and everyone, it's a great place to live. As much as like everyone talks about like, you know, I want to get out of here. This is a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. Like you said, I wouldn't know about that. I don't have family, but um, it's a great place to live.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Okay, let's get to your let's get to our uh, all in or dump and change segment real quick. Um, Do you have one? I know we were talking before the show and you were were thinking about one. I know you said you might have had a buy. What do you got?
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I, I'll go all in uh, just because of the day I had yesterday. I gotta go all in on Busch Stadium, man. Oh yeah, love that. It, it's it's it's. I've never been to another baseball stadium, so I, I can't really compare it to anything. But like, Enterprise Center is cool, man. I I love the Enterprise Center. It's it's one of my second homes. I go to so many games there. I know where everything is. I know how it's all laid out. The updates, like I said earlier, uh, you know, 2016 updates, they're fantastic, but nothing compares to a beautiful day at Bush stadium, uh, ballpark village right next door. Like just, it's a five star day. Anytime you can get a chance to
0: go to Bush stadium. hundred percent. I love that. And I mean, I I've said it before and I don't, I don't know if people might not take me seriously cause I don't take anything seriously, but like it, Bush Stadium's a baseball Mecca. It really is, and I I, yeah. I will say it again for probably the fifth time tonight is store. It's one of the most storied franchises in baseball, and Bush Stadium is like part is. I mean, it's part of that. I mean, it's it it's a place to visit. We get people for every game. You see people from all over the place come here. I know on Friday when we were at Ballpark Village watching the game, there was a whole crowd from Puerto Rico in town. Like they want to be here. Like they want to come here and they want to be at Bush Stadium and experience it all. And it's it's a great place to be, man.
1: That whole crowd was at the game on Sunday. They you were, saw them. Uh, oh yeah, they were there for Molina, and like they kind of shouted them out during that beginning ceremony. And they had to like stop talking for a second because <laughs> you could hear those two. Sec- they they named the two sections that all the Puerto Ricans were in, and they just whoo like it was so loud. It was awesome. It's really yeah. cool to
0: see. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I'm all in on that. I'm all in on your all in. I love that. Um, mine. I'm going to dump and change something this week.
1: Let's hear it, man. We're ready for one.
0: Let me tell you what. I am dumping and changing Tom Brady right now. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah, This is rough for me to do. He's the GOAT. You might piss a lot of people off with this. He's the GOAT. He's one of the best football... He's probably the best football player to ever play the game. He is an absolute rock star. But right now this dude has there's something going on with him i mean this whole go back to your super go ahead before i get on get going
1: so so okay so you're talking you're not talking tom
0: brady in general you're talking tom brady right now i'm talking like right now he needs to get out like oh it's just it's okay
1: i'm right there with you tom brady dump and change get off the
0: ice i mean dude He's got problems at home, clearly. They've been coming out, and I know he probably never wanted that to get out, but he's got problems at home. You have a supermodel wife who makes more money than you could even shake a stick at, but yet you're still playing. Go home to your kids and go home to your supermodel wife and fix your stuff at home. Enjoy retirement. Go work for Fox because right now you're costing me my bets every week. You're losing me. You're making me lose bets and I'm pissed. What bets bets is that? that? (laughs) That's what I was talking about with the bucks, man. I mean, he's just having a rough time right now and I feel for him and Tom Brady get out of the league right now. Just retire. You're fine.
1: Into the sunset, buddy. At Bush stadium sunset, come to Bush, watch a Cardinals game, man. You'll
0: enjoy yourself. Go to ballpark village with Giselle and the kids. Kiss your kids on the mouth. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Um, yeah, so before we get into our weekly shout-out, we do need to talk about our debacle of NFL picks we made last week, which <laughs> is really bad. Uh, we both went 0-1, or we both went over. Um, You had the Lions, who did play a really good game, by the way. That I think it, Did it go to OT? Beats the hell out of me, dude. <laughs> I know it was a good game. I know it was like a really close finish. So you had them, and I had the Bucks, and they got absolutely pumped. By the Chiefs last night. I mean, Mahomes made some ridiculous throw yesterday that I i mean, it was like over his back.
1: Dude, he's done a couple of those this season, like sidearm, like he's throwing like a Japanese pitcher in the MLB. Like,
0: yeah,
1: what's he's
0: elusive. If anything, man, he's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he's the best, but he's he's up there. Um, but yeah, Brady cost me that game. He played like shit. I mean, and I'm, I'm not going to always, I know I leaned into that last segment pretty hard, but he's got nothing. He's got no weapons. I mean, he's basically throwing to Cam Brate and Cam Brate is a, I mean, he's not Gronk. He has no Gronk. He has no Antonio Brown. I, I I don't know. So yeah, we both go over. So we have to redeem this week before we get into weekly shout out. Let's do our NFL pick for this week. Who do you got?
1: All right. Uh, so this week. We'll do a little shout-out to uh, my best friend and his favorite team. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh. The undefeated Eagles. They are, are a wagon. The they're a wagon. Dude, they're, they're a wagon. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, and uh, they're playing the Cardinals. Uh, last week I tried to pick an underdog. This week I'm picking an
0: almost guaranteed win. That, I mean, That's, that's probably the, the best to do I mean, when you're recovering from a loss. Yes. And you know what? I wish I could take your advice cuz I am not doing that. <laughs> I'm Uh-oh. I'm going to be ballsy again. Um I almost wanted to pick the Falcons to beat the Bucks just to spite them cuz they beat me last week, but the Falcons stink. So I'm not even going to take them. I am going to take the Jets to beat the Dolphins this weekend.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I'm taking Zach Wilson New
1: York Football Jets.
0: Yes. J E T S oh. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets,
1: Jets, Jets.
0: I mean, they got no Tua, man. And it, that's another that's a whole nother thing to talk about that with what, what's going on with Tua right now. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. But
0: God damn. I'm capitalizing on that. I think Zach will Zach Wilson had a game yesterday. He was he was really good yesterday. So I'm taking the Jets to beat the Dolphins this Sunday. Wish you the
1: best, man. Jets suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Now let's do our weekly shout-out. So I'll let you go first. Who's your weekly shout-out to this week?
1: So my weekly shout-out is – oh, yeah. I forgot about this. All right. So my weekly shout-out to uh, the newest member of the D1 professional – or not professional, the D1 College Sports, the LU LU Linenwood University men's ice hockey team. Yes. Uh, this this was their first games, and I'm saying games because I'm talking about both games over the weekend as a D1 school, they played number two Minnesota, the Gophers uh in their first ever games and uh they won their first or they lost their first game four to nothing. I'll give you props because uh they should not be a D1 school, but they only allowed four goals. Now then it gets even more interesting uh game two yesterday, Sunday. Uh, they went into the third period of this game tied four to four. And then they let up two more goals, but on a side note, 2022 first round draft pick, Jimmy Snuggerud, Snuggerud, uh, he played on the second line for the Gophers and, uh, yeah, I mean, good for him for winning, but, uh, shout out to the LU men's ice hockey program, uh, Congrats on making D1, and uh, wish you guys the best.
0: That's legit, man. I did not know that. I I did not even know that they were playing Minnesota. I know that they're scheduled to play, like, Air Force or something, or maybe they already did. But, I I mean, the fact that they can go into D1 and play Minnesota and hang with them like that is pretty unbelievable. So, yeah, big shout-out to them. I like it. Um, my weekly shout-out this week is just going to go to one of my buddies. It's going to be a James Wunderlich uh Having me over to his house and taking me out to golf this weekend It was a good time. Um, making me house nine hundred Bushlight apples, which by the way are the best beer out there. God, oh, they're awesome. So gross. Uh, <laughs> Not a fan of them. No. Oh my God, they're better than they're better than those Natterday things, man. Like, and I I actually think those were okay, but the Bushlight apples, I'm sold, and they're done after this year, so you don't have to worry about it. They'll never be around again. They're getting rid of it, I think, after this year. So out of my sight <laughs> but yeah shout out to James Wonderlick. a uh, really good weekend and you know showing you know letting me stay out there so yeah James shout out to you and shout out to LU man I mean that's a huge huge win for them just to be able to hang in there with some schools they're gonna give some teams some problems this year I like that
1: yeah I mean well if they're doing that good against number two you know in that in that second game I'm sure there was first game jitters getting shut out for nothing but uh yeah and in in that second game to go into the third tied four to four like that's awesome.
0: We should probably, like, keep an, keep tabs on them, being local guys. We should probably keep tabs yeah. on the Lindenwood hockey team and, you know, give everyone an update on that. So, that's for, that's good. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, shit, I live 10 minutes from campus.
0: You should go watch a game. They play at Centene, too. So yeah, they, I should. Whenever they have home games, we should go check out a game. So, I like that. All right, man, we're at two hours. Uh, hopefully, everyone really enjoyed this episode. Uh, just be uh, – Stay tuned for next week because we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to next week. We're going to do our first two episode week because we're going to do um, season preview predictions uh, for season preview predictions for the uh, Blue Season, and then we're also going to do the rest of the NHL in every division um, on another day. So I think we're we'll probably release one Tuesday and Friday next week. So everyone, stay tuned for that. Um, you got anything else before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, man, let's just, uh, cut 50% of the show. We'll be at our hour goal and, uh, <laughs> we'll be good to go. <laughs> we'll try to yeah, trim we, it down. We ran time. pretty long, we ran pretty long today, but, uh, you know, we had a lot to talk about. We did a lot of talking. Uh, like I said, we both like to talk. So, um, and it's for the, you people. know, regardless of the time people, regardless of the time, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, like, and, and like I said, you know, we, we got some feedback last week. It was fun. Like I, I I tried taking over, uh, some more of the stuff and, you know, I, I definitely was a little stuttery with my words, but, uh, you know, it was my first time really kind of running the show for a little bit on the blues segment. So, uh, give us some more feedback. We enjoyed the feedback last time, even if it was critical and it, it really, honestly, it just helps us out. So,
0: yeah, we're, uh, we're not doing this for ourselves. I mean, we're doing it for everybody else to give them a different take on for things the People, for the people FTP, baby. All right, so um, everybody, go ahead and uh, you know check us out. We got our social channels up there, our Instagram. Uh, we'll be doing more on our actual channel Instagram, which I don't even remember the tag, but I will look it up right now because uh, I don't. It's just uh,
1: talking talking underscore blue underscore notes.
0: Got it. Talking underscore blue underscore notes. So we'll go ahead, go ahead and give us a follow there, and we'll be posting some of the stuff. Uh, That we talked about earlier. And uh, don't forget to leave us a comment on iTunes. Uh, Rate us on Spotify. Subscribe. Do it all. Do all the things. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And we'll get started with the two-episode week. So, everyone enjoy your week. And we'll see you next time. Peace.